Hello and welcome back to the Physique Coaching Podcast. Uh, this is episode five and today I'm joined again by obviously Stephen King and we're going to be talking about what strategies you can kind of put into place uh, when we're going back into training in the gym obviously after COVID, after lockdown, we've been training at home. So we're going to discuss some of the implications of that and setting out some nice strategies going forwards into training in the gym again. So Steve, I want to start off talking about what things we can expect to have changed from obviously training back at home and the reduced training volume and what's, what's happened to what's happened to our bodies. (laughs) Hello guys. Um, Okay. So I suppose firstly, it's going to be very dependent on what kind of equipment you had at home. Cause I've seen quite a few people be like, training at home making home games and then you look at their home setup and they've got like yeah. a full machine with a bloody hacks yeah. got in their garage and you're like that's that's not really home training that's not what we mean so if you've yeah. got that you're going to be just fine you you can go back into the gym yeah. do as you Progr- wish programs are not going to be too different to what we've been doing in the gym anyway um so you can probably transition back quite easily but we, again we're talking about the home sessions with bands and little bits of weights, body weight stuff. So, um, so I suppose if you've just been largely at home uh, with the uses of just like bands, um, there's going to be a few considerations. So, firstly, going back into the gym, you are probably not going to be that used to your muscles being challenged when. Um, they get into like longer muscle lengths. So when we're thinking about kind of like eccentrically loaded a muscle, when you're kind of coming off of that contraction portion of the lift, um, just due to the way bands work, obviously they're growing tension as you yeah. pull them. So your hardest bit is in that contracted place, um, which we do know that eccentric loading is going to cause the most amount of muscle damage, um, which is generally going to mean uh, the amount of soreness you can expect from after a workout might be considerably raised um yeah and generally we want to even though a tiny bit of soreness is probably a good gauge that we're we're around a good amount of training stimulus um we don't want too much that is starting to hinder our recovery into another training session so if we're expecting to go into the gym and train somewhere around about the same amount of volume as maybe what we've been doing at home with bands, which by the way, might have been slightly higher due to the fact that bands maybe aren't as great as stimulus. Um, we could be coming out of the gym walking a little bit like the Tim man, which might yeah. be affecting us for, for sessions to come. So I suppose first things first, what we want to do is probably, um, probably quite severely take down our training volume. So total number of working sets we're doing, take that right down. Um, so maybe if we was previously up around sort of between 15 to 20 to maybe even 25 sets per muscle group training at home, we maybe now want to be looking to operate somewhere between sort of like five to 10 working sets. So we, we definitely want to be making changes to our programming. That's one of the topics I wanted to cover. Like, would we look to 
well, we don't want to be jumping straight back onto the same program that we were doing prior to obviously this lockdown and everything like that. We want to be making some specific changes to that. But I want to go back to what can we have expected to have seen in a sense of our muscle mass, our performance, uh, our recovery from from this kind okay, of period okay. of time. And I thank you for bringing me back to the actual question that was asked, <laughs> rather than me just going off on a tangent. Um, so I guess if we're, if we're looking at the fact that our recovery is going to be somewhat hindered by the, by the fact that obviously going into the gym is going to be prevent, presenting a much bigger stimulus. So yes. again, we're going to want to be looking at operating with, with less training volume overall to be making sure that our recovery is adequate and in place for the next session to come. Um, we're probably uh, potentially depending on again what we've been able to do at home looking at maybe we've lost a little bit of muscle tissue which yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say is anything to be concerned about um, some of the data we have on uh, muscle memory being a thing so the potential of regrowing muscle tissue is a lot easier than growing muscle tissue in the first place so we're probably looking at over the first I don't know, hard to put a time frame on it, but over the first couple of months of getting back into training, we're probably going to see some really cool things from our body, uh, some great adaptation straight away. Yeah. Um, which maybe kind of sets us into a nice place because for a lot of us, body composition might have gone downhill a little bit. So <laughs> we might have been enjoying a few wines at night time, um, a little bit more ice cream than normal. On a so daily. Maybe we're carrying <laughs> on a daily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're carrying a little bit more body fat than we'd ideally like to. So maybe given the fact that we've got to go into the gym and operate with less volume anyway, um, maybe given the fact that muscle memory uh, could be taking place. So we could be in a really good position to be gaining muscle tissue quite easily. And maybe given the fact that we want to potentially take off a little bit of unwanted body fat, it could be a really good time for us to go into, I don't know, like a little mini cut where generally speaking, we'd want to drop volume down a little bit anyway. And for the yeah. first time in a long time, since being an absolute newbie at the gym, you may, you may just may grow some muscle whilst losing body fat at the same time. Yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to bring up. Like there's this kind of potential that we could increase our muscle mass increase our performance whilst having this kind of body recomposition effect, bringing body fat levels down and having an, a nice, like that elusive aspect we always want. Like everyone's chasing the losing body fat, gaining muscle at the same time. Like there's potential for that to happen if we're fairly detrained and deconditioned at this, like at the moment. But this is all going to depend on what you have been able to do during lockdown and during this sort of COVID. As we say, like if you've had a, a decent set of like dumbbells, barbells, uh, squat rack, things like that at, at your home, then there's not going to be that much potential difference between that. Like training volume and training intensity has probably been not as high. Obviously with, um, Kind of like the psychological effect of being able to get like get um, properly stimulated uh, in the gym and getting sort of prepared for that is probably been a big difference 
to some degree. So also, I suppose, I suppose on that front as well, though, you've got to kind of make the consideration that um, one of the big things that causes a hell of a lot of kind of muscle damage, that like real big soreness aspect is a novel stimulus. Um, and going back into the gym, there's probably going to be a lot of movement patterns or slight tweaks to movement patterns that you haven't done in a long time. Um, yeah. so for instance, you might be changing from doing some sort of like heel elevated high bar squat to then going back into the gym and getting back on the hack squat. Now that yeah. again is going to mean that you're probably going to want to drop volume quite significantly and intensity for uh, a little while, at least at the start of getting back into the gym, just to allow yourself that chance to adapt to it again. So would you recommend making a lot of those big changes straight off the bat or with your programming slowly kind of reintroducing some of these other movement patterns, for example, like with the hack squat, would you change some of them? Um, and I, again, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit hard to give a general rule of thumb because at the end of the day, I think for most people, they're going to be at home training with probably bands. So yes. the chances are you are going to go into the gym and change pretty much every single movement you have been doing. Um, yeah. And even though some of those might just be small little tweaks, uh, you might be going from doing a banded low row to getting onto a machine row. That is still going to make a significant difference. So yeah. I think for most people, the majority of us are probably going to see us changing pretty much nearly every exercise that we have been doing um, upon re-entering the gym. So I think the yep. consideration for dropping chain, uh, training volume and dropping training intensity for the first couple of weeks and kind of giving yourself that little bit of a ramp up time back into it is probably like two of the bigger variables you really want to consider. Yeah. I want to throw you a little bit of a curveball here now. Okay, so if, for example, we are mid-training cycle, so let's say like week two or three um, of a five, six-week training cycle, would you recommend finishing that training cycle um, with the same program but in the gym or starting on a new program, cutting that, deloading, and starting again, new program in the gym, making those changes sooner or a kind of hybrid of the two what would you what would you recommend what are you can do with your clients oh again are we talking if uh the potential client was just working with bands or yes yeah, so, so it's a very kind of uh band body weight kind of programming Mm, I think personally for a couple of reasons and this kind of goes beyond optimality of kind of programming and stuff like that I would probably um, start to go on a little bit of a deload um, kind of process just before the gyms reopened um, and then I would get them straight back into kind of working through in, in the gym environment straight away this is more to do with the fact that for most people training at home uh, hasn't been the funnest thing ever. So, yeah. <laughs> so most, most people are going to want to go into a gym environment um, ASAP. And yeah. I think trying to keep them at home to kind of um, keep in line with like optimality or, or whatever we'd call it of kind of finishing off the training program first 
might kind of be, uh, I'm going to say throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but I'm not too sure if that's a saying or if I've used that saying correctly. Um, either way, <laughs> I've used it now. So we'll keep it. What about the thoughts on potential of, for example, like uh, we're likely to know a week or two ahead of time with Jim's opening. So we can make that progress ahead of the game. But for example, say if they turned around tomorrow and said, okay, gyms can open on Monday. What about finishing off the, your training program, but slowly reintroducing other movements. So to that, towards that back end, we can have more of a progressive overload, but it's in a sense, a kind of introductory week into heavier programming into okay, our yeah. training. So we're almost taking care of the novel stimulus aspect towards the back end of a training program. Yeah, yeah. Then deloading off at some stage and then being able to make a full run through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it has its benefits. Um, it definitely gives you that chance to kind of reacquaint yourself with some of the, some of the movement patterns you're going to be doing. Um, you would still have to take into consideration that if you was to do that, you would have to be operating with fairly low volume on those movements and again fairly low intensity because even though it's on the back end of a training program where generally intensity would be at its highest and if if volume is going up if you're taking a number of working sets up or anything like that through a training program that would be at its highest um the the novel aspect of those movements is still going to be um, very kind of damaging in nature so we still have to take that into consideration uh, you don't want to kind of be driving yourself into the ground could you potentially then take that into effect of okay like the last kind of uh, with your home training take that to like full intensity to the point of when gyms open then take your first week in the gym as a a deload and work say for example just do like three full body sessions reintroducing movement patterns um and getting sort of rid of some of that kind of novel stimulus getting used to things again then go on to your introductory week on, on your second week back into training. Yeah. So again, this is kind of something you definitely could do. It's, it's kind of like when you put a, uh, if you was going to change out any exercise selection uh, from one mesocycle, so from one training cycle into another training cycle, you could re you could introduce those new movements in that deload week. Yeah. Um, the, again, the, the big kind of thing you've got to consider there is because that's a recovery week we don't really want to be sending up recovery demands. Um, and again, you've got to kind of take into consideration new movements. And as we all know, we do a new movement for the first time and we get sore as hell. So again, we have to make the consideration of you can do that, uh, whether you be using any kind of real weight or any kind of real intensity or yeah. for any kind of real amount of sets, uh, probably not, but it would definitely get you, I suppose, a little bit, kind of back into the groove of things before you start making that progression on. Yeah. But you're probably going to see for the first six to eight weeks, possibly of getting back into the gym, you're going to be making a hell of a lot of like neurological adaptations anyway. So your yeah. strength is going to be going up through the roof for the first few weeks back, um, which is going to feel quite nice. It's going to be a nice yeah. little building for you. I definitely think it's worth considering that you're probably not going to have strength anywhere near where it was when you left the gym. No, um, a lot of strength as well is 
connected to that kind of technique aspect. And if you think we've not trained some of these movement patterns in the same degree for three months or so, it's going to take you a little bit of time to get back into like the groove of these movements and getting used to them again, mm. as well as then the, the same loading, because not many of us have hundreds of kilos worth of plates to load up at home. So there's going to be no. a different, different element as well. Um, so it's probably massively worth considering going from like where we've been training at home. So we've been training with bands. We've probably been training with higher volume than the normal, uh, working through that metabolite aspect of muscle growth. So huge pumps. Um, so now where we go back into the gym, we're, we're probably going to want to kind of transition away from that rep range that we've maybe been like kind of trying to tax as much as we can um, and heading back into those, those lower end rep ranges again, which again can work really well with a low volume block um, of training in general. So lower amount of sets per body part. Um, and again, that can, kind of again tie really nicely in with i don't know why i keep saying again but it can tie really nicely in with uh, <laughs> uh heading into like a diet phase and um, whatever yep. else so it's kind of your your programming aspects to some degree are already kind of decided for you where it could be a really good idea to head into doesn't mean you yeah. have to just means you know, it's kind of shooting you that way yeah and <laughs> really the, the biggest thing we want to manage is that uh, stimulus recovery kind of adaptations balance between the two because like i say it's going to be new stimulus different exercises different overloads and it's going to be a bit of a novelty again i mean you're going to be excited you're going to want to get back in and jump on every bit of kit and push yourself and feel like neck three scoops pre-workout and just go as hard as you can just be like yeah. a kid just in a sweet shop just wanting to do everything but guarantee that after that you're gonna be can't next day and you won't be able to move you're gonna be sore yeah. everywhere and you're not gonna be able to train for a good couple of days after that and then that's just gonna have a knock-on effect well, again, just to, just to clarify for people listening, like if we're, when we're talking about the stimulus recovery aspect, we're, what we mean is that if we drive up um, the stimulus so high that we're causing huge amounts of kind of like muscle soreness and stuff like that, mm -hmm. the chances are that, we're, that our body's going to prioritize recovering from that kind of any damage that's caused before it starts putting uh, an importance on growing any kind of new tissue. So yeah. if throughout that we're driving up that recovery demand so so high that is kind of then interfering into the next training session maybe we're we're really hindering our kind of growth aspects and the whole point of us getting back into the gym and really wanting to get back into the gym is to get back to kind of growing as much as possible so it's definitely something you really want to consider and i'm saying that because i know a lot of people you kind of yeah. go in there you try and get as sore as possible maybe not always the most beneficial way of going about causing muscle growth yeah so i want to touch on as well um training frequency would you recommend going back to a similar frequency that you you done beforehand before lockdown or that you've been doing during lockdown because they, they might have changed obviously might have increased training frequency working from home might have had more uh, capacity to just do more smaller sessions 
um, and uh, training at a higher frequency. What kind of general recommendation? Because this is going to be very case dependent, um, but general recommendations for training frequency going back into into gyms. Um, I think it could be a good time for a little bit of a higher frequency approach. Um, to give my general thoughts on it, my thoughts would be that as we go a little bit further through our training career, um, it takes a little bit more to tax a muscle. Um, and we want to kind of be uh, causing as much local fatigue as possible rather than kind of systemic fatigue. Yeah. So what we mean is we want to be taxing that muscle we're using rather than just accumulating loads of kind of systemic fatigue to our entire body. And we end up finishing the session just feeling absolutely fucked rather than the actual muscle in question feeling fucked. Yeah. So because we're coming back into the gym, uh, we're not quite used to the kind of stimuluses that we're going to be handling. It's a good time to have quite a low amount of volume going towards one specific muscle group before kind of a, a good level of local fatigue has been reached. So maybe before three to four sets of bicep curls wouldn't be anywhere near enough to kind of tax your biceps. Maybe you needed that kind of six, seven, eight sets per session, but maybe now going back into it, three to four sets just takes you up to that kind of, nice window of going yeah that definitely feels like it's been worked but by the time i come into the next session it feels yeah. covered again we want to work at that sort of lower end of everything to be able to exactly how we would manage a normal training cycle we want to bring volume down and work to the lower end of the numbers and then progress on like we don't want to just jump in at the high end or what we've been used to training at because our recovery capacity is going to be much lower now because we're not used to training with these more specific movements and potential sort of overload capacity. Cause we've got to remember going back into the gym, it's going to be recovery then growth. And if we're sending up that recovery demand so, so high because we're, you know, so excited to get back into the gym with bicep curling, tricep extending everything, every single session, um, until our arms fall off. We're, we're probably just going to send up that recovery demand so, so high that the chances of any kind of adaptation being caused into the next session is getting lower and lower and lower. There's less of a, a pool of resources to, to yeah. actually cause the adaptive response that we want because it's all just being sent towards recovery. I think that's the kind of key point we're trying to kind of drill into people is that when we go back, we're going to want to start off at being slightly more reserved. As long as we're doing a little bit more than we have been at home, which is going to be very easy to do because we've got access to weights and equipment and everything. Like if we start at the, the lower end of everything, start very reserved, we can bump up sets. We can bump up the volume and progress on that. But it's going to be much harder if you jump in too high that you're going to be fatigued and you're just going to put everything back and put everything off longer. So if you start more reserved, you've got capacity to progress quicker and progress and make better gains and better momentum with your training than yeah. jumping in too, too hard, too fast, trying to do everything. Just be slightly more kind of reserved in your approach and ease yourself back into it and then that's going to give you much better capacity as we progress through exactly 
which is exactly how Luke tackles sexual intercourse as well, which is lovely <laughs> to hear you just put that into a different context. Very applicable, uh, universally yeah, applicable. Yep. <laughs> Rules for life, that is. Rules for life. Rules for life. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. So why don't we wrap it up there with a nice kind of summary about some kind of key points um, just to basically summarize what we what we've covered and some actionable points about the different approaches we'll take to different areas again in a generalized capacity for people that have been training at home body weight bands that kind of stuff not not with decent equipment in terms of training but as well as so training as well as um kind of complete management like nutrition um and approach to take so i think first consideration is have a look at where you've been throughout the last sort of like eight to 12 weeks i don't know how long that how long lockdowns have gone on for now it feels yeah. about three years but <laughs> where you've been so if you've been um tackling it with a, like a higher volume approach and if you've been going into the higher rep ranges uh, quite continuously throughout this time this could be a good time for you to kind of be looking at uh, periodizing away from that. So now yes. we could be looking at getting back into a lower volume approach, uh, maybe going back towards the slightly heavier rep ranges. Uh, but there we need to make the consideration that we don't just want to jump straight in at the deep end because that is going to absolutely tax our recovery um, and the chances of sending up recovery so, so high that we don't actually adapt from the stimulus um, increases. So we want to probably, given the fact that volume is going to be lower, uh, given the fact that we're trying to train in the heavier rep ranges, we maybe want to take down training intensity slightly and then kind of build that up over the next few weeks. Um, bear in mind that you're going to make pretty quick strength gains uh, through yeah. just neurological adaptations alone um, and just technique getting so much better. Um, bear in mind that muscle memory is probably going to be a thing that's taking place. So growing back new, uh, growing back old muscle tissue is going to happen um, and the fact that that's going to happen fairly easily is going to be quite nice for you anyway so the fact that neurological adaptation is going to be happening strength is going to be going up quite nicely uh, muscle memory is going to be taking place so lost muscle tissue is going to be coming back quite easily um, we're going to be training at slightly less of an intensity maybe slightly lower volumes uh, well quite considerably lower volumes um, uh, maybe differing that rep range so we can kind of walk back into it um, again, kind of be extra cautious if we're using loads of new movement patterns because everyone knows you use a new movement pattern, you yep. get hella sore. Um, so you want to just kind of keep that in your mind. Um, it could be a good time for you to go through any kind of body fat clear up. Um, if we've, you know, been watching, uh, Breaking Bad, you, you can tell I don't watch many box sets coming Breaking Bad, <laughs> were we, back in 2016? Yeah, that's uh, quite a watching Breaking Bad box sets, yeah, well, go with it, go with it. Um, <laughs> I'm retro. If we've been, if we've been um, watching box sets, eating ice cream, being put on a little bit more body fat than we wanted to, now could be a good time to kind of go through that clear up. Um, it kind of supports where you're at in your training as well. So that could be quite nice. Um, it could be a good time for you to look at slightly higher frequencies of training. So 
essentially looking at like full body splits just for a limited period of time you may even find that you really like it but the ability to cause um, a good amount of local fatigue to the muscle you're working um, is going to be kind of raised with much lower volumes than maybe previously needed so we can again use that to our advantage and what I mean by that is you're not really going to have to go into the gym and be doing a set of hack squats, a set of leg extensions and some lunges to be getting a great stimulus towards your quads. You're probably going to have to do a few sets of hack squat and all of a sudden your quads are going to feel huge, massively pumped. Everything's going to feel great. So there, from there, we can take some of that other training stimulus that we'd be using in that one, in that one uh, session alone and take it over to biceps or shoulders or chest, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, I think that's the majority of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go, folks. Pretty much covered. Um, uh, Breaking Bad, Ice Cream, um, Luke Sex Life. Biggest points takeaway <laughs> from this podcast. Start slow and progress. Sorry. That's all you need. Sorry, Sarah. That's all you need. <laughs> Sorry. Sarah's listening. Sorry. Sorry. She, she doesn't listen to these. It's fine. She, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't listen well enough which, to that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely because we chat enough shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the biggest takeaway is just start off slow and know that you can progress with that. Take things back to nice baseline and utilize the time well. Don't just shit the bed and jump in trying to do everything and just fuck yourself over, to be honest. Like you're just going to, everything's going to be sore. Everything's going to hurt. Just start off nice and easy and progress on that and make the most of this capacity to regain muscle tissue drop some body fat and make some good progress one other thing quickly as well use your body's feedback as guidance so if you're during a session mm. you've got a huge amount of pump towards the muscle um, the muscle feels thoroughly disrupted you know like you try and flex your bicep and you're like i'm not too sure if i'm flexing it anymore um then there's probably a very good chance that there's been a really good stimulus already sent towards it now if we come out the end of that training session and there's so much muscle soreness that we can't even flex our bicep then we've potentially just overstepped that mark a little bit and that could just be a reduction in either training intensity so the proximity to failure or training yeah. volume so how many sets we're using for that body part we could just maybe reduce this slightly in the next session and we want to kind of be in a region where we go, yeah, definitely work that muscle. Maybe got a little bit of soreness, but it's definitely gone away before the next session. So yeah. we can literally just use our body's own feedback and kind of plot in where we need to go from there. Yeah. And to be honest, a lot of the things we've discussed in this are general programming recommendations anyway. And if you're not programming your training and progressing with it and creating this structure, then, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. Like, make sure you are put, uh, like programming it. Make sure you are structuring these training cycles, deloading and putting more thought into your training because otherwise you're just going to be spinning your wheels like, over and over and over again and not really getting anywhere. Like the thing we've discussed Luke, is... Yeah, and, uh, to, be, to be honest, Luke, Luke is just a bit of a pussy. Really, if you're not doing GVT squats, so <laughs> 10 by 10, to absolute failure. And when I say failure, I mean sort of like you're losing, uh, you're shitting a spleen or something is coming out. Then yeah. really, Both ends. you're just not getting anywhere. You're not getting anywhere. Uh, I want to see sick. Uh, I want to see 
uh, poo. I want to see wee. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm going into so many like kind of body <laughs> things. I bodily functions. <laughs> no, no, if you don't have to carry, it, if you don't have to carry a mop around the gym with you, then you're not training hard enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on that note on that note we're going to cut this episode there um thank you for listening hopefully you've taken some good points away from this and be able to kind of structure your training and get back into making some good gains in muscle tissue dropping some body fat looking great feeling great and obviously we're always there for questions just hit us up on our um instagram probably the easiest place to to send us questions we can get back to you if you have any um obviously subscribe to the podcast give it a like share it with all your family all your friends and we will catch you in the next episode see you on our new fans